What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of A Podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you with week four of our Bong Joon-ho theme. Yeah. Um, and this is, I feel like, one of his lesser known movies, but also one of his highest rated movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hadn't heard of this until like we really started mm-hmm. doing... Uh, like talking about this theme yeah yeah but anyways this week we're talking about memories of murder from 2003 it's another one of those second movie yeah that's true which is pretty wild Mm -hmm. considering well we'll get into it but yeah (laughs) (laughs) the subject content and shit pretty uh pretty heavy topic to tackle on Mm -hmm. your second movie yeah. What was his first movie? I like a maybe a short, maybe. Oh, so it's like his first full length. Maybe. Oh no, he's had a he's had yeah. a few. Flanders Dog was his like first full movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, the other ones are shorts. White Man. Hmm. Yeah, the, all the other ones are shorts. Hmm. Wonder if Flanders Dog's any good. <laughs> Landers. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess before we start talking about the movie, we'll kick off our booze and news. And what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am still drinking my uh, steam whistle. Oh, steam whistle, right? I am drinking a Cameron's Brewing Company pastime pilsner. Nice, nice little blue jay on it. Sarah got me a Father's Day pack of this brand. Nice mix pack. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. You almost threw that pack of steam whistle? Uh, I probably got like uh, maybe 20 beer left. Jesus. Yeah. We'll be in season five by the time you finished it. <laughs> I got to, <laughs> was it 224s of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, what have you been watching since we last talked? Um... You fans. Um, so <laughs> um watched a movie that uh <laughs> you and I did a reaction of. Um movie called Kill Her Goats. Uh I got an email from Raven Banner from the I don't know if it's Raven Banner, but uh, the director of one of the movies I um purchased uh give me the like a discount on his movie the fight machine and i saw on ribbon banner they had kill her goats steelbook on sale mm-hmm. so it's like fuck may as well get that <laughs> watched it and it is one of the worst movies i've ever seen uh like i was super disappointed because like the trailer like it didn't look good but it also like i, I thought there was gonna be more killing fun in it but literally it's like porn 
like style acting like mm. just like the plot and like the first like hours like just this girl was walking around a house and like i don't know it's it's so bad i'm, I'm gonna be passing through your area tomorrow so i'll drop it off to oh, you okay sweet that works yeah. for me um but yeah super disappointing terrible movie like <laughs> I know, like, it's super indie. Like, they didn't even have any, like, end credits, really, on it. So, it's like, yeah. So, I'm sure they had fun making it, but. (laughs) And like you said, at least you have a cool steelbook. Yeah, the steelbook is sick. So, um, I can just display that now. (laughs) Uh, Watched her. Been a while since I've seen that. Randomly threw on Cars 2. Um, Why? I don't know. I've never seen it, so okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Well, it was. I thought like the kind of espionage spin on it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was okay. I uh, watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, yeah, been a long time since I've seen that. I really enjoyed that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for Dial of Destiny, but also kind of hesitant because it hasn't been getting yeah. the best reviews, but. Uh, yeah, and the last Indiana Jones movie was not good either. So. Yeah, I've never seen Crystal Skull, so... Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, I know, like, the premise of it and everything, yeah, that. So, I don't know, we'll yeah. see. Um, watch The Untouchables. That was the first watch for me. Uh, I thought it was okay, just typical gangster movie. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, it's Yeah, I love that movie. Oh really? It's like a four and a half star movie for me. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I still gave it a high rating, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Know. I thought it was okay. I thought like Robert De Niro would have been in it more. Like he plays yeah. Al Capone, he wasn't in it that much. Um, but yeah, the scene on the staircase is so iconic, though. Yeah, and I didn't even like mean to like watch two like back to back Sean Connery movies. It just oh, yeah. kind of happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, watched Memories of Murder, and then I watched. Uh, Bettina and I, we got her new TV, so mm. she's been wanting to watch a lot more movies. So we watched uh, Influencer. Um, wasn't a big fan of it. Mm. A, lot, a lot of people liked it, actually, from the reviews I saw. I know you liked it. Um, I didn't mind it, yeah. I just didn't get it. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I thought the acting was cool. I thought there would have been like, more horror, but I don't know. It was okay. And then last night we watched The Innocents um really like that one super surprised uh i think i'm a review i said it's like uh stranger things meets chronicle meets slumdog millionaire yeah <laughs> that's uh, accurate yeah uh the one kid in it is like the biggest piece of shit like the one mm-hmm. scene is really hard to watch like i had to tell patina like hey close your eyes she was like close your eyes for, like five minutes because the scene kept going on and on yeah um but yeah, I liked it. It's a really cool movie. So I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Yeah, that's it. Cool. <clears throat> what about you? <clears throat> uh, I've watched pretty much Sweet Fuck All, but okay. Um, we watched Horton Here's a Who with the boys nice. last. What day was that? Sunday, I guess maybe. I think it was Sunday. Um, obviously Memories of Murder, and then I was like, ridiculous ridiculously bored at work today <laughs> and so i was just like browsing through youtube and i was like mm. i was joking around i was like i'm gonna just fucking sit here and watch a movie because i have nothing to do and then i came upon like a bunch of short films so i just mm-hmm. picked one and 
that's what this don't peak is it was kind of good it uh nice it was only six minutes long but it was just like a okay a very modernized sort of movie or yep. a short film this girl she just it's the one location she's laying on her bed in her room and she's playing animal crossing on her switch mm-hmm. and whatever she does in the game like in her room in the game is set up like her room is in real life so anything that she does in her room happens in real life hmm. and there's like this like little demon guy that comes out but okay. i thought it was kind of kind of neat hmm. cool. but yeah that's <laughs> been it um keep it up with the reading uh been playing star wars fallen order because i really want to play oh, survivor yeah. nice. but i never ended up beating fallen order so playing through that yeah life is busy so it's taking away from my movie watching mm-hmm. summertime yeah uh yeah as for news not a whole lot um one thing i thought was cool linda hamilton has been confirmed to uh, star in Stranger Things 5. Oh, okay. Which cool. is neat, I thought. She's badass. It'll be interesting to see what her character's like in the movie, or in the show. I feel like she'll be a bad person, bad guy. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, one thing that I'm kind of annoyed by, Insidious, The Red Door, uh, got its official rating of PG-13. Thanks. I feel like this is a movie that should be rated R. Yeah. Um, and lastly, this doesn't benefit us at all, but I know that we do have a lot of American listeners. Um, but there's a new, I think it's new, uh horror convention called Days of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna be taking place across the states, um, in Indianapolis, LA, Houston, Chicago, Atlanta, and Las Vegas. Hmm, so cool. if any of our listeners are near those locations, go check it out. Take pictures. Show us what it's all about. Because we don't get much up here for that. No, no. Unfortunately. But yeah, that's literally all I have. I haven't seen too much crazy things happening right now. Okay. Cool. I, don't, I don't even have a list of like movies that are releasing this week. Well, I do. On 4K. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so this week we finally get the Avatar releases on 4K. Um, both of them, I'll probably pick both of them up eventually, even though like I'm not the biggest fan of the first one, but I just feel like you have to have it in your collection. Mm -hmm. Um, we get uh, no horror movies this, this week, but, uh, we get, uh, Ronin, Robert De Niro. Um, never seen that, but popular, uh, the original Manchurian Candidate. Candidate. Okay. Um never seen it, but only seen the, the remake, which I didn't even know it was a remake, but <laughs> uh then we get a couple Tom Cruise movies. We get uh The Firm. Nice. Which uh I haven't seen, but I've heard good things. And then Vanilla Sky. All right, I did see that. Which I have never seen as well, but I've never yeah. seen that one either. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Nice little variety. Yeah. All right, well, short and sweet. Dive mm-hmm. into the movie. Do yeah. the theme music.
right, like we said in the intro this week, we are talking about Memories of Murder from 2003. Starting off the synopsis, in a small Korean province in 1986, two detectives struggle with the case of multiple young women being found raped and murdered by an unknown culprit. This movie is obviously directed by Bong Joon-ho, or we wouldn't be doing it this month. Um, <clears throat> for the cast, we have Song Kang-ho, who plays De- Detective Park. Uh, mm-hmm. He has been in a lot of these movies that we've talked about, and he's in the <laughs> one that we're going to be talking about yeah. next week, too. Yeah. Uh, Kim Sang-kyung plays Detective Seo Tae-yoon. Uh, Roha Kim plays Detective Cho. And Jae-ho Song plays Sergeant Shin. Yeah, the guy that plays uh, Cho, he was actually in the host. Was he? Yeah, he plays hazmat suit guy, I guess. Oh. <laughs> so he's like an extra, basically? Yeah, yeah. Oh, or was he the one that was at the beginning and he tells everybody to watch the news? Oh, it might have been him, the, yeah. The news will tell us. But yeah, Song Kang-ho is definitely uh, obviously yeah. a favorite for Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, and then... um. The guy that plays uh, Park Yon Gyo, the um, one of the uh, guys who may have done it. Um, mm-hmm. Suspects. Yeah, suspects. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> he's been uh, in Decision to Leave, which is the big movie that came out last year, which I, I want to watch, but um haven't seen. He was in The Host as well. Okay. He played Park Nam Il. I don't know uh, mm-hmm. which guy that was, but... Yeah, I found that a lot of these characters looked very similar to each other. Like the detectives. Like uh, yeah, I didn't realize in the like because I watched the movie twice. I just watched it again, and yeah. like, um, I didn't realize that the chiefs, like, got they got a new chief. Yes, yeah, I didn't realize that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the sergeant? Or... Yeah, the sergeant. Nope. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. That flew over my head. Yeah. Yeah. See, I want to watch it again too because I feel like there's so much that I missed. Yeah, because like the one week. scene after they they fuck it up the well, like I don't know, they fuck it up a bunch, but uh, <laughs> the one sergeant's like walking down um the road, he has like newspaper and he's like reading like the clips and the ads and I didn't really know the first time. The one of the captions is uh, "Detective Team Reshuffles," so oh. I think they fired the sergeant and then brought this new guy in. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie came out in two thousand three. So at the time of its filming and release, this was still an unsolved case. But in two thousand and nineteen. Or no. Yeah. In 2019, a man called Lee Chun Jae confessed to the crimes. Oh, this is a real, based on a true story? Yeah, dude. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I was fucking doing the trivia. Oh, shit. So, yeah, this is based on a true story. Oh, shit. That's cool. And, like, very, like, similar to the actual events. Damn. Um, But, yeah, so the guy who actually did murders and the raping he admitted to watching this movie 
And he said that he just like watched it as a movie. He had no feeling or emotion towards it whatsoever. But so like he watched a movie based off of what he did. That's crazy. And then he confessed yeah. to it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. I thought you knew it was a true story. No, I didn't know. Yeah. That's why at the beginning I was like, that's a pretty fucking heavy topic for a uh, second movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because uh, I was looking up the meaning of the ending, like what people's thoughts were on the ending of the movie, because it left me kind of like, what the fuck? Like, was it? Yeah, I have a thought ending. on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then people, I'll talk more about it once we get to the ending, but people gave their thoughts on it. And I was like, Oh shit, this is, this is based mm-hmm. on a true story. And yeah. it was unsolved at the time of the movie. So mm-hmm. yeah. But anyways, we'll start from the beginning, not the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this movie takes place in October, 1986 um, in Korea in a small village. And uh, kind of a theme in, Bond's movies, um, at least well, two of them, because this movie reminded me a lot of Mother. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like this movie did a way better job um, of that, especially mm-hmm. you know blaming the uh, handicapped kids and right? doing all <laughs> all of that. And I was like, what is going on? Like, was is this a thing that like happened in Asia? Like, I I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like they're just easy targets. Yeah, I mean. We kind of talked about that in Mother too, like yeah. Okay. I mean, it felt like in this, like Detective Park and uh, Cho, like <laughs> I don't somehow like they're like the worst detectives ever. Like <laughs> especially Cho, like he just likes beat beating the fuck out of people. Oh man, he beats the shit out of that mentally challenged guy. Just yeah, fucking starts kicking him in the face, and he's yeah. always like coming out of nowhere and just drop kicking people. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was really funny, yeah. but uh, but yeah, this is like a very like serious movie, but with Bong, the writing, and I think like the main actor from our main dude who's been in everyone, like mm-hmm. I think he just killed it with this movie. Like yeah. this movie is like very serious, but also like there are some scenes. There's one scene in particular, like I could not stop laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> like, oh man, it was so funny. Um whenever so they're trying to find these people and then like park is like you know i noticed that there's no hair around the crime scene and like the sergeant is like what do you mean he's like well if he was raping people you would find pubic hair and they're like oh yeah i guess and he's like we should check people with no pubic hair and the sergeant's like (laughs) How the fuck are you gonna do that? You just gonna pull down people's pants, and then like it cuts to him sitting in like a spa, and he's just like looking at all the guys' dicks <laughs> that come walking up, and then like a little kid like just walks up, he's like staring at it, and then kind of like it's like okay, this is kind of wrong. <laughs> I laugh so fucking hard. Oh my yeah. god. This actor is so good, man. Like, I, I understand why he gets cast in all these roles. Yeah. He's great. Uh, but yeah, it takes in, place in 86. And um, this movie in 2003, like this movie, this movie looks 
fantastic. Oh, it's so good. I think it looks great. Like, even like the opening scene, they're in that field and Mm -hmm. um, they find the girl under like the the drainage or whatever. And I love this little kid that's like (laughs) bugging Park. It's just like everything (laughs) he says, he just copies of. He's like, get out here. And he's like, get out here. Like, don't touch that. Like, the kids find the bra from uh, the crime scene and uh, like playing with it, holding it up in the air. Yeah. And like, I was trying to think, like, this scene, I think, has a lot more to it than what, like, I can think of. Because, like, it's the opening scene in the movie. It's also the final scene in the movie. Well, that location. Mm-hmm. And whenever the kid's mocking him, he, like, pops his head up, park. And he, like, looks at the kid and he, like, turns his head like this. And the kid copies him. And then, like, he turns it again and is, like, just looking at him. And like he's like really looking at him. Like, I don't know. I felt like I don't know. And then like just cuts away to the next scene and is like, I don't know. I feel like there's more to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Park has this like ability, I guess we can say, where like he, he says he if... has shaman's eyes. Yeah. So like he can tell if people are lying to him or if they're telling the truth. And yeah, he can tell like who a good person is versus a bad person. Yeah. Just by looking them in the eyes. So mm. Maybe he sees something with that kid. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we... It doesn't get touched on again, really, with the movie. No, like, he brings up, like, his eyes and, like, seeing things, like, through the movie a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, like, just with the kid specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. But I love the montage at the beginning of them, like, taking pictures of all the suspects, like, talking to them, like, the one guy... Park is like talking, was like, okay, don't blink, man. And it goes to the guy, and the guy's like has his eyes wide open, just like not even looking, he's like creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And uh then they get to the the first or second crime scene of the second body, and it just like goes to show like this is like a small village, and they've never really had a murder, I don't think, like this mm. before, because like it's just chaos at this uh, <laughs> fucking scene. reporters everywhere like kids running town. around <laughs> yeah. there's like a little hill there like people keep fucking falling slipping down the hill and he's like <laughs> slapping at that yeah, too he's like you fucking idiots <laughs> oh man this scene reminded me of that scene in mother too like whenever they're all kind of crowded around the the reenactment i guess of yeah, the crime yeah they have a reenactment in this movie as well <laughs> oh yeah. fuck that was fucking funny too. Yeah. Uh so he, he finds like a a footprint and he's like marks with a stick and like they're so like I just funny to see this kind of thing in like 86. They don't have like any technology, right? They don't have like any like barrier tape. It's just like a stick drawn like around <laughs> the footprint. So, like a tractor comes, runs over his footprint. He's like, what the fuck, man? Like this is just chaos yeah uh so yeah they um they bring in a handicapped kid who uh was seen following this girl around he was just murdered he has like burns on his face his hands burned he has like wet fingers um i thought this guy did a great job honestly mm-hmm. yeah like uh he was good he was funny he was you know good um and so they bring him in and uh it's just whenever they yeah they bring him down to the basement or whatever mm-hmm. 
to interrogate him. And uh, I love that Park is like talking to him. He's like, you hear uh, Cho coming down the stairs and Park's just like, oh, here comes my friend. Yeah, he's a good guy. He never likes to hit people at all. And then just comes in immediately, just beats the fuck out of him, stomps him. <laughs> Cho might actually be my favorite character in the movie. Puts like the little uh, booty <clears throat> like on and then just beats him up and Park's like, why do you have army boots? And he's like, well, this is so it doesn't scratch the victim or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. At, at this scene here, they like Cho beats the confession out of this guy. And yeah, it's like it's he not really his... like confession either. Like, no, but um, yeah, so they they beat him up trying to get him to say that he killed them. Like, he's they're trying to put words into his mouth by like getting him to say stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to uh, there's a lady walking down the street and she there's a guy coming up behind her and she's freaking out obviously because all these women are getting killed and stuff. And um, she falls down the thing and it's a uh, detective so who is from seoul uh yeah. he like goes down there trying to help her she's like freaking the fuck out like no get away from me and then park pulls up and just like what are you doing man like get the fuck up here and then like goes down there just like jumps off the hill and drop kicks on <laughs> <laughs> and like so can't even like say anything he's like gets like fucking thrown in handcuffed and then like cuts to them like driving parks like or uh so is like are you a detective and then like cuts them and parks like should have said something man it's like (laughs) (laughs) he had no choice you drop kicked him (laughs) yeah and then they get into a fight later on too yeah um at any point did you have a suspicion that so might have been the killer there was one point where I thought Park might have been the killer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Just the way, just the way he was so quick to like judge everybody else, like kind of mm. deflect from himself, sort of thing. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so I could see it too. Yeah, just because like he was like, I don't know, such a better detective than the other two, and <laughs> he just so happened to like volunteer to come down, and like the one sergeant says. But that never happens. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, he's like the new guy in town. Nobody really knows him. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I but love I like, the oh, oh go ahead. I was gonna say I like how So kind of says that um what's his name? Bake Beak Kwang Ho or whatever. So there's suspect who's disabled. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. He uh basically tells them that there's no way he could be the killer because his hands are too weak and he's got like webbed fingers and like he yeah. wouldn't be able to like um tie the knots around the the women's faces and shit mm-hmm. i like how they used that as uh like the deterring factor yeah because he actually cares about finding the real suspect whereas mm-hmm. like park and cho and the sergeant like they're just happy they caught the guy. Yeah, they're taking in anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, they get back to the uh, interrogation room, and I love the scene. They're, like, just all watching TV, like, eating, and the guy in, like, handcuffs is, you know, in his underwear and stuff. They're, like, watching, and he's like, what's my phone number? He's like, I should call my dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, yeah, then they bring them out to, oh, uh, one thing we have to mention is whenever Park picked up, uh, so he took the victor, the suspect's shoe, mm-hmm. <laughs> went back to the place, just stuck it in the mud, made it implants, like took a picture of it, gave it to the girl and was like, put this off as soon as he can. And then like got the picture, showed it to the suspect and was like, we got the evidence right here that you killed her. And it's like, they're just like making shit up. Like it's, yeah. it's so funny, but like kind of wrong. <laughs> In a way, like shit like this does happen too, which is yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of cases of entrapment in this movie too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like, they would like, they had, well, the next scene, I think with him right yeah. in the woods. Yeah. 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 Yeah, which is like fucked. But uh, I love that whenever they're about to do the reenactment, the guy comes out of like the bathroom, like dressed <laughs> as the girl and uh, Park and showing the sergeant on the picture. Like, what's the headline going to be in the newspaper? Get a picture together. And then they go to the reenactment before that. Like you said, so it goes out to the, the kid and he's asking about his wet fingers. And, um, and then they go to the reenactment and then this big field and they like bend the guy over just as a girl, like, okay, where do we start? And like one guy's like, you should write it down in order. And was, this whole scene was hilarious. Yeah. There's actually a lot more comedy in it than I remember now that we're talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Just like small scenes. Yeah. And it like in Mother, you have the whole like village there watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And like this poor guy, like the dad ends up showing up and he's like, Hey, my son didn't do it. And you know, the suspect is like, no, I didn't do it, dad, and, like, starts running away, and uh, so, like, comes in and tries to warn the sergeant, like, sergeant, don't do this, you're gonna, like, it's gonna be an embarrassment for you, mm-hmm. and the sergeant's like, get the fuck out of here, like, shut the fuck up, and explains, like, the web fingers, and he's like, get out of here, and he's like, even a kid knows that he couldn't do it, but they just don't give a shit, right? Yeah. Um... And, uh, yeah, the scene where they bring him to the woods and, like, they're going to make him dig his own grave. And <laughs> they're, like, making him, like, talk. And they ask him about the, the thing. And then, like, the suspect does explain the crime scene, like, piece by piece. Yeah, um, which I found weird. Well, it's because he saw it happen, right? Yeah, but I, we didn't know that at that point. No, no, no. So, like he kind of does like park has a point because they go to like lunch after and uh yeah park says like he just like told peace that beast like how what happened at the scene and then so says like well didn't she rehearse that or something like that mm-hmm. but like he didn't rehearse that with with uh the guy yeah uh yeah so the reenactment happens and then um they're kind of doing more investigation and uh they find out that like the dates and the times of the murders and then they go to the first site with the new sergeant um because the old one he either got fired or something mm-hmm. like that um and this sergeant again he also like wants to find the murderer right like he's mm-hmm. a smart guy like so is they go to the first scene and uh <laughs> I love the sergeants like in there looking at the crime scene, asking about like what happened and stuff. And then he's like, what do the two victims have in common? 
and like Park and Cho like look at each other and Park's like, well, they were both single. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sarge is like, okay, what else? And then Cho's like, they're both really beautiful. <laughs> and Sarge is like, okay, man, like, and then So is like, oh, they were both wearing, or he's, yeah, he says they were wearing red. Mm-hmm. And the sergeant is like, oh, and it shows like the documents, and he says like, you know, documents never lie. And then he's like, and it's also on a a rainy night, shows him like the weather report or whatever. And then he says he missed it before, but he's like, yeah, three murders, and they kind of like are like three. Like, what do you mean? And he explains like, yeah, there's been three murders. We haven't found the third body yet. And like he like has been doing his research while those two have been like just like jacking off trying to mm-hmm. get the other guy in jail and he's been like in the background actually doing research and stuff like that and uh that he figures out where not where exactly but he knows the area where she could be mm-hmm. and uh, they do end up finding her and i love during that scene too park and cho are just like not even looking they're just like up by the cars just playing like this game together like <laughs> <laughs> Because they're still like in disbelief or like trying to like say like the other guy did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of the karaoke scene? That like whole like little scene with them like getting drunk and <laughs> karaoke. Was that that was at the father's restaurant, wasn't it? Of the the first suspect. Mm, no, I that, don't think so. That scene's later on. Yeah, but yeah, they get drunk in that scene too. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember the karaoke scene very much. Yeah, I think it might have happened. I thought it was a nice little break from yeah everything. I remember them being drunk, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and they uh they try to set up like a kidnapping. They dress a girl in uh in red um in a rainy night, trying like mm-hmm. to get him to come out. Uh, then we meet like the two middle school girls who know about uh this creepy guy that showed up at like they call it the outhouse i think it's like a public bathroom at the school mm-hmm. um saying so that he like lives behind it or something yeah 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 uh and then the one scene of the next girl who gets taken um i thought was pretty scary actually uh mm. whenever she's like in the rain at the factory and then she kind of like I don't know if they put it to the public about like the wearing red and on rainy nights mm. because the suit she's like standing there at the factory and then like she kind of has this like look on her she starts like kind of like running away kind of yeah and then the guy comes out of the fucking ditch and yeah. takes her like that was I didn't expect that yeah it's a little bit of a jump scare yeah 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 uh yeah I already mentioned it but the scene about uh the pubic hair and Park says, oh, it must be a Buddhist monk that did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a good point, though, really. It is, yeah. Like, there's there's very minimal evidence besides, like, shoe prints at the crime scene. Yeah. Until, yeah. like, <clears throat> later on where they find semen at the crime scene. But... Yeah. And even then, like, after <clears throat> whenever the results don't come back from the, the semen, but, like, yeah, because you know, they really don't have the technology. Technology and like, like that was all that like, really had. Like they, like they have 
things that they found in the girls, but like, you know, they don't have fingerprint technology. It was like mm-hmm. raining right during the murder. So like, yeah. that's like perfect time to do these things. Dude is smart. So, yeah. That's one thing I like about this too. And <clears throat> it's weird saying it because it's, I don't know, based on true story, but like, I like how the killings don't always happen in the same spot. Like they're always so focused on this one path, like through the forest, mm-hmm. but they happen everywhere. Yeah. Like we had the killing at the beginning in the field, the girl at the factory. Like, I don't know why they're so focused on this one path mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. Cause they're kind of happening everywhere. Yeah. Um, the other officer, the girl officer, uh, Kwan, I think her name is, she's also a integral part to this investigation because they're like, they're in the office trying to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how she figured it out, but she noticed that the same song was being requested on the nights of the murders. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like how she even like figured that out. I yeah. Um. Yeah, so they, uh, the girl in the ditch, they park and show end up going back to the crime scene because, you know, they think that the killer might come back and uh, they're there checking it out. And then SOCOMP pulls up as well, but they don't, they, they don't stay there. They run and hide behind a hill. And then another guy comes up who they assume is the killer. Mm-hmm. He runs off to another direction and, you know, hides. And this guy just pulls out. Brawn panties, throws it on the ground, pulls down his lace underwear. <laughs> Women's pink underwear. Lace underwear, yeah. <laughs> and then just starts pleasuring himself right there. And yeah. And you know, they're like kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And then uh, I think Cho like snaps a stick and then the mm-hmm. guy runs off. They like have this big chase scene. And um I love this scene because they get to like the mine. Uh mm-hmm. this guy ran into this like mine kind of thing and um this is another part where it's like kind of about parks like eyes like how he like sees things because mm-hmm. like the movie just like kind of like pauses like slow motion and park is like looking around and then he sees someone bend over with the pink lace underwear mm-hmm. and he's like okay that's the guy and they go over there and <laughs> he gets them on the line and then he just like nods to Cho and Cho just comes running <laughs> up and fucking drop kicks the guy. <laughs> oh man. And I love that Park is like takes the water and just kind of like looking at so like, you know, like fuck you, like yeah. I got him. You know. We caught him this time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, another scene about uh entrapment um especially this scene like they just torture the guy so bad that he eventually just starts to try and like he's agreeing to do what they're telling him to do right yeah like he's in his underwear and they're he's like telling the story about the murders and he keeps like making a mistake and uh park is like you know doing like bra on head like not saying it but telling them he's like oh yeah yeah and then, like, so's in the other room, like, just like, man. Yeah, because they're recording the whole thing. So they don't want, like, anyone else to hear them giving him prompts on what to say. No, no. Um, yeah. So, meanwhile, so 
goes to the uh, school outhouse to kind of investigate that. Um, Another funny scene. Yeah, the girl's like in the stall right uh, when he's there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He meets one of the school girls, I don't know what her name was, but he like puts a Band-Aid on her and like they kind of have like a little like moment because like it comes back later in the movie with her. Mm -hmm. Um, And she tells him about a, a lady up in a house like behind the school who was always crying mm-hmm. so he goes up and tries to investigate and uh she like runs inside because she's scared of him and then uh officer kwan interviews her and she tells her that she was a victim of uh like a survivor of it mm-hmm. basically she said that she didn't look in his eyes and she thinks that's why he let her go mm. yeah and she mentions that he has soft hands oh yeah yeah like that was the one thing that she remembered so then so goes back Mm -hmm. to the suspect that they have now and feels his hands and he has very rough hands so yeah they lost another suspect yeah and they go to like the guy's house and you know his wife is like very sick like she's like dying it sounds like and Mm -hmm. he just has like porn like everywhere and like (laughs) yeah so they they figure out he's just like i don't know he's a weirdo sex addict sex addict guy yeah um so yeah they uh they get back to like the the station and um park and so are like fighting each other and the, the sergeant comes in like throws a chair he's all pissed <laughs> off and then Quan is like yo shut the fuck up and like plays the radio and the the song is playing mm-hmm. and they're like is that live and she's like yeah and then so like reaches out the window and it's raining and the sergeant is like you know call someone he's like set the alarm, whatever, locked down, and he's like, get my garrisons of men, and, like, they have no other officers, because I guess they're gone to some protest or something like that, so yeah. they have no one there. Uh, they find the girl. Um, she died whenever they were fighting, and it was unfortunate that they couldn't really do anything. Um, and then the killer starts shoving stuff in their vaginas, mm-hmm. which is weird um yeah because it just starts happening out of nowhere right like i think with my theory with the second one the schoolgirl, which was quite sad honestly i was surprised that she uh she -hmm. died um he like steps it up because this he puts like pieces of peach in her like nine of them and the schoolgirl, he puts a pen uh, a pen and a spork yeah which I don't know. I think he was, I don't know, maybe, maybe because like he thinks they're getting closer to them finding him that he wants to do like more fucked up shit or something. I don't know. Or like give them more things to investigate. Maybe. Yeah. What's his motive or. Yeah. It's like a lot of serial killers have their like their own call signs, right? Yeah. But yeah, for the first like three girls, there was nothing, and then all of a sudden he, and like why a peach? Just seems mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, um, and then oh yeah, they get uh, uh, Park Park Yon Yo, whatever his name is, from the factory. The young guy. Yeah. They uh they bring him back. He's like this super young looking guy. Um, and so is like interrogating him and they're like very intense like even park 
is like not his normal self. He's like into this interrogation because like I think he knows that this guy did it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like asked him, and then he says like no or something like that. Then all of a sudden, like fucking show drop kicks the guy <laughs> <laughs> again, <laughs> breaks the light, and then sergeant's like brings him outside and is like fucking kicks him down the stairs. He's like. Yo, I'm fucking sick of this. Like, I told you not to hit him, and like, he just can't control his temper. <laughs> he bans him from the interrogation room. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, because uh, he was sending postcards to the radio station. Like, admitted it that he was doing it. Um, he was in the military, then came to this town like right before the murders happened. So, like, I don't know. In my opinion, I think he, this guy, did it. And I think that even at the very ending, I think Park realized that it was him. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you let him go then? Because they didn't have the evidence. Well, the evidence that they got back from the States was that the semen doesn't match his DNA. Mm-hmm. But I think that was a mistake. And I think that he relied too much on his eyes, like throughout the movie of finding things. I think he mm-hmm. got too cocky i think maybe okay hmm. yeah and then at the ending with the little girl whatever she said when he goes back like all those years later you know she says he's she saw a man that same spot and he's like do you remember her face and she's like yeah he looked uh she says like at first like normal or something mm-hmm. and then he's like oh in what way and she has ordinary yeah and then he kind of has that look on his face as the movie cuts away. And mm-hmm. I, I think, I think like ordinary face, like, cause the guy was a very young, good looking guy, like nothing mm-hmm. special about him. So I don't know. What do you think? I agree to an extent. Okay. Because now that the real life one is solved, I, th- well, at the time of the movie, I can agree that Bong Joon-ho wanted us to believe that this guy was a killer. Mm-hmm. And if this wasn't based on a true story, yeah. and if we didn't know who the actual killer was now... But I, those are the same names that they used in the movie as uh, the real-life people, is it? That's true. No, I, I'm not sure I didn't research it that much, but hmm. that's true, too. So maybe... Maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because they have this like standoff at the end of the movie with Park and uh, Hun Gyu. And like they're staring into each other's eyes for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. And he's like holding on to his face like he's squeezing his cheeks. Yeah. And they're just like staring at each other. And it's it almost looks like He's ready to talk, mm-hmm. but then just doesn't. Yeah. 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 Um, so they are listening back to the first interview with Quan uh, Ho. And they talk about like the first scene whenever he describes it. And then so is like, listen to how he says this one word. And they realize that he was a witness to the murder. So they go and find him and 
<laughs> the scene in the father's restaurant <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah. Park like buys him a pair of shoes and he's like apologizes to him. And then yeah. Cho shows up and the kid then Cho's just like, you know, like I beat the shit out of you because I like you. Yeah. And the kid just like runs away with one shoe on and then like runs back in, grabs the other shoe. And Park's like, Yeah, I got you Nikes. And then I can't remember which I think it's so. It so I think so is like those are nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> These are Nikes. These are nice. And he's like, ah, oh, who's gonna know the difference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever show goes fucking nuts. Yeah. So another fight breaks loose and then fucking uh the hell's his name? Bake. Juan Ho. Yeah, him. Yeah. He uh Grabs a piece of wood and fucking hits Cho in the leg with it. <laughs> There's a nail sticking out of it. Nail I don't think he meant to, right? No, I don't think so. Because, like, no. Cho, like, I don't know what, because, like, I don't know what's on the TV. It must be, like, about the investigation or something. Yeah, and, like, people are making but fun of him. Cho goes nuts, breaks the TV, and all of a sudden he starts punching other people in the restaurant. They didn't even do anything. Pretty sure he's kicking the shit out of a woman. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, some guy like drop kicks him and then like Juan Ho comes to the window, gets like all excited, goes and grabs the bowl, just smashes it, grabs the, <laughs> the wooden hit, smashes his leg with a nail. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so Park chases Kwon Ho. Um I love the little like uh foreshadowing whenever Kwon Ho's running away. I noticed it like in the second watch, but He's like going to run over to the bridge and the train goes over top. Mm. thought that was a nice little addition. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he like climbs up the telephone pole and Park is like asking him and he's like, yeah, I was in that like haystack over there and goes down and then like uh, like a fight breaks out again and Quan Ho like runs away and Park's like running after him. It's like a whistle. Mm. Um, and there's whenever he has him like up against the haystack. Kwon Ho says, he, I don't know who he's talking to, but he says, that man threw me in the fire. Mm. And I don't know who he was talking about. Because his dad was also chasing them. Mm-hmm. But there was Park and So as well. So like, I don't know who he, who he was referencing to. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but he runs away and has like this whistle and Park finds him on some train tracks and Quan Ho was like scared of him and a train's coming and I did not expect that. He got it's fucking boom. Like the carrot even cut away, just like no. just smash. And I was like, oh man, that sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. That's right there too. Yeah. But like the last like 30 minutes, I was like fucking locked into this movie. Like mm-hmm. the scene whenever they find the schoolgirl, like, because, uh, so after this happens, they, like, let the, the guy go, um, and so is supposed to be, like, looking at, like, watching him, like, 24-7, falls asleep, he gets on a bus, goes somewhere, they can't find him, and then, um, I think, is it Park's wife, I think, is walking to, like, the hospital or something like that to look after a patient. Yeah. And... I think she has red on. It's raining. 
Mm-hmm. And she's walking down the alley and you see like a camera, a POV view of someone in the woods. Mm-hmm. And you see, yeah. And then you see like the schoolgirl who had the interaction with us. So they walk by each other and I don't know why the killer decided not to go after the wife. Because like he, he totally changed his like MO kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he was definitely focused on Park's wife at first. Yeah. And I thought for sure she was going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what would cause him to change. Yeah, because she must be like uh, in high school, obviously, right? Yeah, I would have given her like 16, 17, maybe. Yeah. Um, And then the scene the next day, whenever, I thought this scene is like, it's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Like, it's just so like beautiful but also like fucking sad as hell like Mm -hmm. so is walking up in the rain and everyone's like very like you know down there's tons of people there park is very sad and then there's people like running away like puking and then so sees a schoolgirl. like as that was happening i was like no she can't be dead like Mm -hmm. i was like fuck man and like they're describing there's like cuts on her breast they find the stuff in her vagina is like Mm -hmm. dude what the fuck yeah fucked up mm-hmm. uh yeah so i mean went over the whole uh the found cement sent it to the u.s um uh cho has tetanus from where he got penetrated with the nail um i guess he, he's just been putting medicine on himself he didn't go get it checked out mm-hmm. uh it keeps swelling up yeah so, do you think he's he's dead no you don't think so? No. You don't see him again. I just attributed that to him having lost his leg, so he's in recovery in the hospital. Yeah, but like I don't know, like because they're in the hospital and uh the doctor's like telling Park how this is like a, a risky kind of surgery because they have to amputate his leg. Mm-hmm. And they're like, is there any other family he can call and Mark's like, no, he's like a brother to me. And he's like looking at like the, the form, right? Like you can't read it, obviously it's saying Korean, but he has to like sign it. And they kind of have like one like final look at each other and then you don't see him again. I mean, maybe he is alive, but I don't know. Personally, I don't think he's dead. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's like a little scene with park and his wife he has like fucking iv in his arm like as when they're at the park mm-hmm. like just like chilling and his wife is like you look <laughs> like a corpse right now like i think this this whole investigation has like drained him like yeah oh yeah um so at the very end yeah like so ends up going fucking nuts uh after like the the girl with the the high school girl he goes into his house grabs him takes him to like a tunnel train is like gonna shoot him and like this whole scene was great. I let it look great too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's about to shoot him. Sorry, I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> he was about to shoot him, and then uh, Park comes running out with the uh, the thing and the paperwork from the, the paperwork. And um, I was going nuts. I was like literally screaming at my TV during this. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit! Like, what's it say? What's it say? And he's like reading it and like. I didn't read it fast enough, so I did like I was like to Patina's like, what the fuck does it say? Who did it? And then like <laughs> I'd like pause it and go back and try and read it. Um 
but yeah, it was like basically inconclusive. inconclusive. And I was like, fuck no, like who's the killer? And oh man. And so it was like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I wasn't expecting the movie to finish without us learning who it was. Yeah, me too. But yeah, so it was like about to kill him. And um, the kid's like, yeah, I did. Is that what you want to hear? And um, and then Park stops him from shooting him. And he does the whole like, look into my eyes, tell me you didn't do it. And then Park lets him go. And so tries shooting him one more time, doesn't kill him. And he just like walks off into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it cuts to, I don't know, 2003. So yeah. a long, long time, like 30 years later almost. Um, not 30 years, 20. 17 20 yeah yeah uh yeah i think seven yeah 17 86 to 2003 yeah 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 we can math uh so yeah now park has a family uh he has two kids he lives somewhere else presumably Mm -hmm. he sells juicers for a living (laughs) Um, i think it's hilarious yeah uh and they're like (laughs) In the back of the van, he like tells his buddy, like, oh, stop the van. He gets off at where the first murder was. Um, and like where he talked about, he goes to the scene, looks under there, and a girl is there, and she's like, What you're what are you doing? Like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. He's like, Why? And she's like, Oh, a little while back, another guy was looking in there. I asked him what he was doing, and he said, Oh, I I did something here a long time ago. I just want to come back and see it. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Park gets that ID in his head, like, gets that detective back in on me. He's like, did you see what he looked like? She's like, well, we talked about this already, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he just looks at the camera and I don't know. I, I think that the guy did it, but I don't know. What were some theories that you saw online? So the theory was that because at the time of the film, uh, the case had remained unsolved in real life. Mm-hmm. So Park's looking at the screen as if to say, like, it could be anybody, like, it could be you, mm-hmm. like, the viewers watching. Um, and another one was saying that he, like, came to the realization that it was someone that they've already come into contact with. Mm-hmm. So, which would make your theory ring true that it is uh, the other guy, Hungu mm-hmm. or whatever yeah so i mean no real conclusive conclusivity is that a word for the the ending of the movie just people's theories yeah i think it leaves it open to interpretation yeah yeah cool um anything else you want to add or talk about um i don't think so i think i i i want to rewatch this Mm -hmm. because uh I mean, I enjoyed it. I think it was a really well-made movie, but mm. there was a lot of times where I was just kind of left confused mm. and I was kind of lost in the characters too mm-hmm. a little bit. So mm-hmm. I want to rewatch it, having the knowledge of it that I have now mm-hmm. and just, and like now that we know who the killer is in real life, like maybe there'll be more clues that we can see throughout the movie. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I do want. I want to read up more on the actual events too. I want to see mm-hmm. like how how it lines up with the movie. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I wrote it down, but I can't remember what it meant. But uh, where all the women were murdered, there's these like kind of doll things that people constructed with the red clothes and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what it says on them, though. I wrote it down, but I, f- I forget where. I forget what it means. Anyway. Yeah, just like little memorials. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. That's the way the blood splatters. Yep, yep, yep. I really like the cover of this movie, too. Yeah, me too. I think it's it's very ominous and like creepy. Mm-hmm. And it has one of those little uh like monuments on it what do you think the know. title anything behind the title yeah, i don't know maybe it it's like the ending of the movie because he kind of he gives up his mm-hmm. detective job yeah but he still has all this in the back of his head yeah that's where i was kind of going to because like i'm sure like obviously this took a big toll on park because he mm-hmm. stops being a detective and like i'm sure that for any detective like if you can't solve that one case like does it did it say in the real life thing like how many murders was there because in this there was only four right in the movie i think there was 10 okay so it must have kept happening then right green coat that's what they're called uh, hold on i'm sure like something like that you know you'd always be thinking of this murder case and it's always yeah. on his mind I think it spanned from, oh, wow. So this guy was incarcerated. He's got a life sentence for murder and rape, but he's eligible for parole after 21 years. Damn. I think it was 10 years or 10. Yeah, 10 killings between 86 and 91. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It also because they were... um always asking Quan about like remembering stuff too mm-hmm. a bit i don't know yeah cool oh oh sorry lee confessed last year this is an older article but confessed to the killings last year uh 14 women 10 of whom were victims in the boss young murders from 86 to 91 which inspired this movie. Mm-hmm. So there was four others. Mm. Um, he's 57 years old whenever he confessed. Uh, he has been serving. Oh, oh. He was already in jail serving a life sentence for the rape and murder of his sister in law whenever he confessed. Oh, shit. So he's been in jail since 94. Oh, so right after then, pretty much. Yeah, like not even for yeah for this, though. Damn. I didn't think the crimes would be buried forever. Lee told the court at a retrial. He was convicted of one of the 10 murders and spent 20 years in prison. So would he watch the movie in jail then? Or did he get out? No, he would have had to watch it in jail, I guess. I still don't understand why I wasn't a suspect. Lee said about his involvement in the murders. Crimes happened around me and I didn't try to try hard to hide things. So I thought I would get caught easily. 
There were hundreds of police forces. I bumped into, into detectives all the time, but they always asked me about people around me. That's so they probably insane. talked to this guy. That's insane. Fucking wild. Wow. Lee mentioned that he was even carrying one of his victims' watches when he was questioned by police during the height of the murders. But all law enforcement asked of him at the time was why he didn't have an ID card on him and then on him and then they let him go. Yeah, this is interesting. I really want to read some more of this. Wild. Poor police work. Yep. Good thing they all quit or got fired. <laughs> all right. What did you rate this movie? All right. So my story, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Damn. Um, I think, uh, obviously, the story is amazing. I didn't re- know it was a real story. Um, I thought the writing and the acting, the dialogue was all perfect. I love the... The, the crime scene aspect of it and like how they didn't have all like the technology and stuff in the eighties. Um, I just, I was like super invested in the last bit of this movie. Like I wanted to know who the killer was. Like I was pissed that we didn't find out who it was in the movie. <laughs> um, I was connected to the characters in it. Um, you know, I felt emotional during some of the, the killings, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so 10 out of 10. And quality also gave it a 10 out of 10. Oh, shit. Uh, I think this is the best crime thriller movie I've seen. Um, seven is very close to this. and um, But yeah, I think this is just like one of the best crime thrillers I've, I've seen. Um, nice. The, uh, the cinematography is great. The the score is amazing. The acting is great. Just everything about this movie, I think, is perfect. Like it's it's over two hours long, but it doesn't feel two hours to me. Like I felt very invested in it. I love the different layers and levels of of the the story. Um, so yeah, Bon Joon Ho is like easily one of my favorite directors now. Dude, he's. I think I mentioned it in our last episode. Yeah. Like yeah. he needs so much more recognition than he gets. Yeah. Like yeah. I in the last decade, he's gotta be like top five. Top three even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. In the last, maybe in the last two decades, because some of his movies are from the early two thousands, like this one, but so yeah. I <laughs> I think it was a perfect movie. I gave it nice. ten out of ten. Sweet. What about you? Uh, my story, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I said it's a really great telling of South Korea's biggest serial killer case. Uh, the script was amazing. Um, somehow, Bong Joon-ho was still able to include his uh, comedy in this movie that has like very serious tones to it. Yeah. Um, I personally found it a bit drawn out at times. Okay. Um, I don't want to say I was bored. Yeah. But I feel like there was just some extra filler in it and it kind of took mm-hmm. me out of it a little bit um i didn't have that connection to a lot of the characters that you had okay um like i think park was really good i yeah. i had like like i cared i was invested in him um and i was definitely invested in like the whole investigation and whatnot but mm-hmm. um and i really enjoyed that it like it stayed as true to the original well, the real life story is possible mm-hmm. um, from what I've read anyways. 
but uh yeah i don't know and i mentioned before too like i kind of got lost in some of the characters as well mm-hmm. just i don't know they were introducing new people it was kind of a mumbo jumbo for a little while of different characters like you and i neither one of us realized that the chief got changed <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, i don't know but i definitely definitely want to rewatch it and uh maybe my score will raise after that cool. um quality i did give it a 10 out of 10 though nice uh i so said there's honestly nothing bad i can say about how this movie was made the cinematography was like fucking top-notch dude like mm-hmm. the way that they used the shadows um the rain yeah um the i i love the whole like red theme like mm-hmm. just i don't know red kind of stands out on those dark black drops backdrops yeah. uh score was fucking like top-notch the acting was amazing um just yeah as for quality like i just think i think that aspect of it is perfect mm-hmm. eight out of ten for story and a ten out of ten for quality nice all right uh you guys know our scores let's head on over to rotten tomatoes and see what they've scored it the critics consensus <clears throat> memories of murder blends the f- uh, do we do letterboxd after this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what are you talking <laughs> I was, about i don't know i was just like i was like I don't know. Anyways, the consensus. Memories of Murder blends the familiar crime genre with social satire and comedy, capturing the all-too-human desperation of its key characters. Based off that, what do you think the critics scored it? Uh, I know that this was his highest-rated movie um, until Parasite, obviously, so I'm going to go 96%. Oh, you're so close. 95%. Ah, shit. On 80 reviews and an average score of 8.2 out of 10. The audience score was a 93% on 10,000 ratings and an average score of 4.3 out of 5 or an 8.6 out of 10. Nice. Nice. All right. Letterbox is slightly higher than the audience, uh, 4.4 out of 5. Um, I gave it a five out of five. I assume you gave it a four and a half. I originally gave it a four, but okay. Um, I'm bumping it up to a four and a half. Okay, four and a half. Um, and then only one of our friends who has logged it um is uh Anthony, and he gave it a five out of five. Nice. Um, did Tony and Felicia do this movie? I don't. Did they? Maybe I not. Remember. I don't know. I thought I remember them talking about it on one of their episodes, but I think this is right up their alley, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they would. They would enjoy it. Um. Yeah, I'm looking at my list too, and nobody really that we. One of the guys that Alan works with, he gave it a four. Oh, okay. But yeah, other than that, I don't know any of these other people on my list so wow man does it matter <laughs> oh all right um again not really a horror movie i don't oh. think we're doing a scare section yeah <laughs> but next week is our last week of this theme be week 
five of June. Yeah. And we have to end it with Parasite. Yeah, we gotta. We have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, without spoiling anything, do you think you like this movie better than Parasite? Ugh, that's tough. I don't know. I gotta watch Parasite again because I like I've seen Parasite like three times. Mm. Um, I love Parasite, so I don't know. We'll wait and see. Okay. I'm interested to see because I know how much you like that movie too. Yeah. I think we should do uh do like a top five list after the episode two. Like rank them? Yeah, yeah. Like just the movies okay. that we've done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just to kind of see where it all plays out. Yeah. I'm down. Sweet. All right. So yeah, join us next week where we're gonna be talking about Bong Joon Ho's highest rated movie and yeah. the best picture. Best picture. Is that the first? Yeah, first says Korean winner for yeah, first foreign. Foreign, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, actually, technically it didn't win because uh no, in our mind, that was there that was Moonlight. That that whole kerfuffle happened. Oh yeah, that was wild about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Is but... this our first not I think Jaws did Jaws win best picture? No, I don't think so. This is our first best picture winner that we've covered. Probably because horror never wins. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think it'll be a fun episode. Yeah, I'm excited. excited. Me too. Alright. If you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street, uh Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our team public account where we have our merch. And there's also links to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. And there's links to our individual letterboxed accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Thank yes, you sir. for joining us on this episode. Yes. Thank you. And we will talk to you next week. Is later.